1: bring gifts. Well, one gift. For those that are listening online later, I have a big gift box here, um, which hopefully you can figure out what we're doing with it later when you're not looking at it, but you are um, just listening. So um, good morning. I love this. um, This is my favorite topic, actually. The uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I had told Brad, I don't really like to speak all that much, but I told Brad a while back, if you ever speak on the Holy Spirit, (laughs) I'd like to do this one little section. And so he obliged me with that. So here we are. Um, So Pastor Brad has been um, doing a fantastic job of just very meticulously and slowly walking us through um, understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's actually been one of the best teachings that I have listened to, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And I love how he's broken it down and not tried to, like, just give it to you all at once, which does happen and can can happen, but it's a lot of information. And so I have really appreciated that. So... Um, we, will see in, we see in Scripture, as Pastor Brad went over a few weeks ago, that the um, filling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is a separate event from when we get saved, when we give our lives to Jesus, where the Holy Spirit is put in us as a seal. But then he last week he walked us through how this filling of the Holy Spirit, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, is a separate event. Event that was very important, and we're going to take a look at some of the same scriptures that Pastor Brad went through and a couple new ones. Um, And so, um, just uh, two things I want to point out at the beginning as we run through these scriptures. We'll notice that there's no formula, it happens in different ways at different times, and Every time that the believers are filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit or receive that baptism, something happens. There is evidence every single time. So um, first of all, we see it happening when um, Jesus is baptized. So when he is baptized, he is filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm always expectant when we have baptisms that that's going to happen for other people. And I heard testimony from the first service that that has happened for people. So I'm always expectant that that just might happen for people. Um, So we see that in all four Gospels, actually. They all make an account of this. Um, The filling or baptism of the Holy Spirit happens just while the um, disciples are praying and waiting. And that's from Acts 2, which we're all very familiar with. where That was the first instance where they were speaking in tongues. And we see in Acts 4 that they, um, it happened after they prayed for boldness and power. And it says that after they were filled in Acts 4, I think it's 31, it says that they preached with boldness and power. Um, The baptism of the Holy Spirit happens when hands are laid on them with that specific purpose of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't even say that they prayed. So Paul, and this is from um, Acts 19, 1 through 6, but Paul comes across um, these new believers, and he asks, have you received, like he knows they're believers, he said, have they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And they say, oh, no. They've only received the we've only had the um, baptism of John, which is the baptism of repentance. So they actually get baptized in water, and then Paul lays hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied. So we're noticing something's happening, happens different ways. There's even a few more. So we see in Acts ten, and this is forty four through forty six, that it's before water baptism. So there's no formula. It's not like you have to be baptized first, and then it happens, or you have to have hands laid on you. It happens while Peter is preaching. So this, I'm just going to read this one. This is when the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit. And verse 44 of um, Acts 10, it says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. So the Holy Spirit just fell on them while he was speaking, and it fell on all of them. It wasn't like, Oh, well, it just fell on the ones who had their lives put together. It fell on all of them. And they were all brand-new believers, so they don't even have time to put their lives together and get everything all in order, right? Um, So it says, um, so the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. And I am thankful for that because I am not Jewish. I am a Gentile. And I am so grateful for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and my salvation. So it says in verse 46, the reason why they were amazed, not only did were they kind of having trouble at that time really believing that the gospel was for um, people other than the Jewish people, but they heard them speaking um, in tongues and praising God. And then we see in Acts 8, I'm not I'm jumping all over here, but there's a point to this. In Acts eight um, nine through 19, we're going to look at verse 14. Um, it says, "When this, sorry, they happened, they were baptized in water and then later in the Holy Spirit." So when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. So they had already, in the previous verses, it tells us they've been baptized in the holy, in water. In verse 15, as soon as they arrived the first thing they do is they prayed for the new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. So this tells us this is important. This isn't the only time that the the disciples did this. They ask, every time they go and see a group of new believers, the first thing they ask is, have they received the Holy Spirit? And some of them, in one instance, it says, like, what are you talking about? We don't even know that there is this baptism. And then they pray for them. Um, Verse 16, the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers. doesn't even say they prayed. Maybe they just laid hands on them. Maybe they prayed. And they received the Holy Spirit. And the word received means to take hold of, to grasp, to like take possession of something. So I can do this, like with this gift, I can receive it, right? Or I can, I can choose not to. Um, but we notice that something happens every single time. There's a difference, there's power, there's prophetic words, they're, they're praising God, um, they're preaching, and often in these instances they're speaking in tongues. So in all of those accounts, all of them received. So I don't know. That's what the word says, so I believe it. And we see this pattern in scripture. So I'm going to tell you my story of how I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was 19, and I was a brand-new believer, and I had no context for this speaking in tongues baptism. I'd never heard of it. I was going to a church that just, I guess they didn't believe that. I didn't know that some churches believe it, some don't. And I just had no context for it, but I was reading my Bible, and I'm reading in the book of Acts, and I'm reading, baptism of the filling with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, power to preach, to be bold, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, I want that. And so I just got down on my knees beside my bed, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I want to speak in tongues, because that was just the... The, what I saw there. And I opened my mouth. I, I, that was right. I opened my prayed, opened my mouth. Nothing came out. Little did I know I ne- kind of needed to use my vocal cords, but God had me covered. The next night, I decided to go to this church service. It was a Wednesday night and it was Victory Faith Fellowship in Victoria, BC. And I go to this church service guess what the topic was? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they had a little altar call, who would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Come on forward. And man, I was like running to the front. Um, I was just so eager, so just desiring this. And um, people laid hands on me, and I just was baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And it has just been a gift of empowerment that honestly, my heart, I just, I love this. I want this, every believer to operate in this gift. So, um, God says that he has good gifts for us. Not only does he say that, but that good gift is the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Brad brought up this scripture a couple weeks ago, and it's Luke eleven eleven, 11. Um, and this is the story of, um, there's kind of a couple of dialogues going on, but it's talking about how the friend goes to his friend at midnight, and he's super persistent, and the friend doesn't want to get out of bed to help him, but he keeps asking, um, and finally he got what he needed. So what comes from that is it says, keep on asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and the door will be opened. And then it moves into this um, little story or example of how we as good fathers, um, good parents, we give good gifts to our kids. So in Luke 11, um, 11 through 13, it says, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give, not just good gifts, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And sometimes we're actually taught on this scripture that our Father gives us good gifts, and it just sits there. But the word actually says, and I looked this up in every single translation. In every translation it says that he gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So that tells us that we can ask. That we can ask him for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that he would never refuse or give you something different. So for some, I think this is what happens. And this is why I have my little gift box here. Some people don't even... Don't even ask. It might be like, well, that's not for me. That's just for people who have their life together or I'm afraid of this. I'm not even asking. I do not want that. And that's okay. I think you're missing out, but that's okay. Some of us, I think, um, like, I have this very interesting gift here. There is something in it. And Brenda, I would like to just give you this gift. I would love to give you this. Really cool, what's inside. Okay, fine. All right, so some of us are offered this gift and we just refuse it. We say, yep, nope, not for me. Um, And there there might be good reasons for that. It might be just that you're not sure, you've never heard of this, and you think maybe I'm just not worthy. Potentially, you have experienced or heard of misuse of the Holy Spirit gifts, and you don't want to have anything to do with it. For me personally, I have had people come and pray for me and like put their hand on my forehead and like push me. Um, But I determined, and I I knew that that was not the Holy Spirit, that that was a human being making an error and wanting to maybe create something happening in that moment that came from them and not from the Holy Spirit. But I determined in that that I was not going to allow that experience to keep me from operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I pray that if that has happened to you, that you can extend forgiveness And just that this morning you could just renew your trust in the Holy Spirit. And maybe open up the gift today. (laughs) Ask for it, right? So some of us receive this gift and we're like, oh, thank you so much. This is amazing. But we never open it up. We just kind of, we put it on the shelf. We put it down. We're just like, "Eh, not too sure about that, but thank you very much. Um, so because we, we don't open this up, we don't activate the gifts, there's no, there's no evidence. Um, and so we think sometimes that, oh, maybe I didn't receive it because I didn't see any evidence, but it's simply because you didn't activate it. And we're gonna talk a little bit about activating those gifts just before we close. So some of you have asked, the gift is given to you, You're all in, you open it up. I should have like sparkles or something that comes out of here. Um, I need some technological kind of things going on here. And you're all in, and you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but maybe because tongues wasn't the first gift, that you received, maybe it was something else. Maybe it was a prophetic word. Maybe you became bolder than you've ever been before. Maybe you were filled with a brand new faith that you've never experienced before. Potentially you were just, you just had this extra boldness to go talk to people, like something changed, but because you were told it had to be this one gift, but there's lots of gifts. We're gonna take a look in a second. So, um, and then some of us, we've actually taken, we've received this gift, we have used it, we've been activated in it, but then for different reasons, maybe we've kind of put it, put it away, put it back on, on the shelf for a little while. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that, I just want to encourage you to reactivate the gifts of the Holy Spirit if you need to reactivate those. So we're going to take a look at actually what those are. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10. And so I think, Brad, who's someone's putting those up for me, right? So um, verse 7 starts, and, and it says, Now, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Um, I heard testimony this morning of somebody who has the gift of discernment quite strongly. And so, like, we can work together with that to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between the spirits that would be discernment to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So we're going to take a look at those. I call these, so these are um, the Holy Spirit gifts to believers, and we've got a lot of other gifts in the Bible, and some of these lists are kind of mixed. But we've got also um, God's gifts to humanity. We've got Christ's gifts to the church, and then these are the Holy Spirit gifts to Christians, to believers. So I call them my tool belt gifts. So it's kind, and, and I used to call it my um, toolbox. But I can, I find I, you know, the the belt is easier to um, keep on me and. Um, the toolbox I will often just leave in my garage. So too easy to do. So I like the tool belt gifts. I always have them on me. Um, I have different, different gifts. So for me, I was, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, the first gift I received and used was the gift of tongues. So I use that one a lot. And you may see me using it. I sing sometimes in the spirit. I don't sing the actual words that the team is leading. I'll just sing the, whatever is coming, uh, the syllables that are kind of coming out, and I just sing. It's me and God, and we're just singing. Um, if I'm praying for you, sometimes I will just pray quietly in tongues because I don't know what to pray and I'm listening, and I'm just communicating with the Lord, and then I feel like he just gives me kind of like an interpretation of what those tongues were to be able to pray for you. Um, I've had words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Sometimes I ask for them. I might ask for, Lord, I need a word of knowledge, and he might give me a word of wisdom. But um, So I'm going to just go through these gifts I'm with you. So we've got nine of them, and they've, we've got the revelation gifts, which are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. And that gives you the power to know something beyond our human, natural human knowledge. So it's kind of like getting the inside scoop. Um, Something you shouldn't normally know or you wouldn't normally know or hear. Then we have the power gifts and these power gifts gives us give us the power to do something beyond our natural ability and that's faith healing and miracles and to me the greater gifts might be Paul says, desire the greater gifts. For me, because I don't operate so much in those three, to me, those are the greater gifts. But the greater gifts might be something else for you. So um, I'm always desiring. Like I have a little saying in my house, and it's like make space for the miraculous because I believe the miraculous is for today. And so I always want to make space for that. So that for me, that's the desiring of the greater gifts. Then we've got the inspiration gifts, and this gives us the power to speak something beyond our natural human ability. Um, prophecy, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. So I've got those, we've got those with us all the time, and we can ask for specific ones if we think we know what we need, and then other times God just pops that into us, and all of a sudden we've got a word of knowledge. We know something that maybe we shouldn't know, and then we need to know and operate in walking that out, doing something with it. So I have a choice. When I receive a prophetic word or a word of knowledge, what do I do with that? Do I pray? Do I share that information? Um, Do I just kind of lock it away and, and kind of dismiss it? or do I begin to operate in that? So these gifts are for all of us. Um, And like I said earlier, that Paul tells us, it's actually in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, to eagerly desire the greater gifts. And so he's teaching us here in this section of scripture that there's a lot of gifts to go around. I can't get this off. Um, There's a lot of gifts to go around, and that it's okay to, to desire the gifts that for you or for them at that time were the greater gifts. They were all kind of arguing over tongues at the time, like so that they thought that was the greater gifts, but it, but it wasn't. There's other gifts. So everyone who is saved and receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even kids, um, can minister in the power. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's no junior Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit baptism. So, I've had my young. Um, I think he would, might have been six at the time. Um, one of my grandsons just spoke in tongues. We were talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he just starts speaking in tongues, like because he has no like like me when I was 19. I had no um, I had no fears. I had nothing to kind of start to um, measure that against. So, but all of these require my voice um, or my vocal cords, or they require me to make a decision to move in it. Or I can hide them. I can put them back in the box. So today is a day for breakthrough, um, I believe. And so, oh, I said I wasn't gonna do that. Um, it's a time for breakthrough in either for us to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time, if we haven't received that, if we haven't walked in it, or you're not sure or it's a time to reignite those gifts in us. So it's a gift that we are offered to empower us to be and to do all he has called us to be. And our role is simply to receive and use the gifts. And now church is a safe place to practice those gifts, and we should be doing that, but these gifts are actually meant... For out there, they're meant for the marketplace. They're meant for your home. They're meant for when you're at work, when when you're um, spending time with friends. When they they are meant for unbelievers, but it's good for us to practice it in here. So that's okay to do that, but we we don't want to limit it to in to being in here in on our Sunday gatherings or in our small groups. And I wanted to say, I don't know when our next. Prayer meeting is on the Wednesday night ones. I forget which weeks. Next Wednesday, if you want like some prayer for this particular request, and you want to come on that night, and they would be happy to pray with you on that evening. But we're also going to offer for you to be prayed for this morning. So um, I'm going to get um, Tracy to just kind of make your way up here. I don't know if anyone's coming with you, but. Um, we're just going to have a time of response that, so that if you, haven't, um, if you haven't seen or experienced evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, yet, then um, we're going to give you opportunity to just ask for that. And I just want to say that if you're maybe hesitant, just right now, ask the Lord, what's holding me back? And he'll give you, he'll tell you what's holding you back. And then just take that to him. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to have you stand in a minute. Um, I'm going to pray over you. And then we're going to have a time of response. Um, Pastor Brad is going to come up and just close um, the morning for us. So I just want to let you know that after we pray, we're actually going to respond with our voices um, alongside Tracy and Matt. And if you don't want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if there's something that you just can't break through right now, you know what? That's okay. I want that for you. We want that for you. But if you're not ready for that, that's totally fine. We're not forcing anything here. But you still can praise God. So just praise him in song. Use your own words. Sing along with the song that we've chosen. If if you're wanting to operate in the gift of tongues... We need you, you need to release that gift. So you might have syllables that pop in your head or or maybe nothing pops in your head and you're not sure what, what to really think. It's kind of like a, you don't have to think about it. It's just kind of syllables that pop in and you can just whisper them, but put voice to it. Voc- use your vocal cords. Practice the, the gift of tongues when you're at home but you can also practice them and just be released in that and activate that gift this morning. Potentially you might get a prophetic little word, something God says to you about something or someone. So because God uses our voice sometimes to speak his words, we're the vessel for that. And so if you get a prophetic word, come and share it with us after. We want you to come and share testimony with us after. Um, maybe it's for someone. You could even write it down. So don't just leave it, okay? You um, might get you you might get a you, um, you might get an, kind of a, a rising up of faith to maybe release healing or a miracle for someone. So it's our choice. Are you going to do something with that? And I want to encourage you to step into whatever it is that is rising up within you as we respond and as we ask for either a reactivation or for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time. So church, let's stand up and I'm going to pray for you. And we're gonna just spend a little moment in just responding. So Father, if there's anything this morning that is holding us back, I pray that you would reveal that to us and we give that to you we ask you to take it and to heal that we extend forgiveness where we need to extend forgiveness and we ask you father for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we give you right now the freedom to fill us empower us and speak to us we're ready Even though we don't know the details of it all, we trust you. And we want to thank you for this amazing, powerful gift. We want to steward it well. So activate your precious Holy Spirit gifts in us and reactivate those Holy Spirit gifts in me. We receive your gifts. We thank you. And we love you so much.
2: In Jesus' name, amen. I'm tired of moments Conjuring up emotions Put your name on it
0: Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church we're a family not by blood but a family that's been bought by blood as family we go
2: Ironically this stage is where we hide us. That's why we need you Lord we need you That we can't do what only you do Holy Spirit